Hello, welcome along to another episode of Coffee Talk with me, David. And Tamara. That's you. That's me. We, we no, tr- that's you. <laughs> we, we tried to record this just now and we started off speaking over each other, which wasn't that interesting and most probably would have sounded very, very chaotic. Um, we should do just one episode of Bloopers. We, we, yeah, we could do that maybe at the start of the so new year. So you have to keep saving them. But this part of the podcast is talking about our life here in the village in Chidarchini in northern uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina, what we get up to and when we go away somewhere, the experiences that we have. But we're not traveling anywhere at the moment because... Yes, we are only uh, far away, like 40 kilometers from the border. Yeah. With with European Union or with Croatia, if that makes any sense. Yeah, the European Union. It makes me think about sometimes when you say uh, about the European Union and the area that we live in in Bosnia is called the Kraina, right? Yes. And that was like the defining difference between... Europe and Kraina. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Austro-Hungarian Empire and the Ottoman Empire. It's a little bit like that now, isn't it, really? Except the empire is north. Yeah. Yeah, the, the European Union. So, what well, we like... We always, uh, living here, we always feel like Europeans. Yeah. Like that we are part of the Europe. Well, we are. I mean... Apart, apart from now. Physically we are, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, but we're not really. Part of Balkan and Europe. Yeah. We're going to talk about <coughs> Stalin today. Um, oh, Stalin, Stalin. Stalin, Stalin. Um, which is, Stalin is a traditional German... Christmas bread. Advent bread, really. Advent. Advent and Christmas bread. It's been there for 700 years, I read. Yep, and I think that it originated from the city of Dresden. Yes. The most famous is the Dresden of Stalin. Um, I used to love it to bits when I lived in Germany and for and I got used to it and used to have it every year thereafter. And so when I came here, um, I introduced Tamara to it and we were able to buy what they yes, call a Kristallen from, what store was it? Mercator was it then? They, they had them everywhere. They have them everywhere in, in all, the, all the bigger shops. But not this year? Not this year. You can't find the Stalin, so I decided to make our own. Well, you've made it before. I made it before, yes. One year I made like three or four Stalins. I used to give them as presents as well. Without giving the recipe, you know, because this is an audio podcast, but how difficult is it to make? It's not difficult at all. The only difficult part is you have to wait for a week or two before you eat it, because that's when it tastes the best. Really? But we made one the other night and we ate it the same night and the the difference between taste that night and in the morning and two days after is like completely we different. We didn't, we didn't, we pigged out on it. Yeah, we did. That, 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 that's the truth of the matter. But you didn't Because put... we love it, but you you know me, I would eat anything with shecher, shecher raisins, sugar raisins and cinnamon. So the only, the only thing that cinnamon. we were missing from yours was Lemon peel? No, mixed peel. Mixed peel, yes. And marzipan. And marzipan. I'm not a great lover of marzipan, to be honest Neither with you. Neither am I, but... You then you made it. it. But it, it's, it's okay without it. You don't have to put it in... I'm going to... We took a photograph of it, and I'm going to put... If you listen to this uh, on Substack, uh, uh, there'll be, like... We can put pictures in the show notes. If not, wherever else you listen to this, there'll be links to where you can get the picture. Anyway, but we took a photograph of... We took a few photos. And you weren't happy with it. You said, oh, look at it. I, I was not happy with the shape. It's supposed to be a little bit more lift up, but it went on the sideways instead of going up. But um, I don't know. I have to fold it next time differently. So it keeps keeps the shape better. So for this Christmas, because we do have to... But, but the taste was very good, Phoebe. 
Phoebe, by the way, had another seizure last yesterday, which was quite upsetting. But she's she's on the couch here in the studio at the moment, and, and I'm she's just been her. putting her paw uh, onto Tamara, asking for some attention. Scratching, but we, uh, scratching. But how many stolen are we going to make between now and we're recording this on I the eleventh of December? Between now and the twenty fifth, I planned for two a day. <laughs> two, two per day. So, <laughs> I want to make four Stalins. Over two days. <clears throat> over two days, yes. Two each day. Two each day, because I can't bake anymore. And it's too, I have a, like a painful hand, so I, you need to knead a Stalin for like eight to ten minutes to get this nice dough. And I don't have a, like a stand-up mixer. You're not asking for one, because I haven't got the no, money for it. No, 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 we don't have space as well. So Lily has one, I can borrow from my mother. But yes, I'm going to make two, two at a time. Until we reach the number of four. And we're going to so put them I'm in making pla- we're four stallions in- this year. They're going to be wrapped up in the foil and the bag. So that they can... And they will be kept somewhere cold. So all the flavours go into each other. Mish. Away from the mice. And you. And me. <laughs> oh, what do you think? So Stalin is the big thing. And when we were... Not think- here. In no, Germany it is. In Germany, obviously. And I was thinking about how over all the years that Tamara and I have known each other, that there are certain things from my culture that slip into the relationship the way of life and things from tams and i was thinking about yeah that's that's pretty cool we do that and then because we watch a lot of german television now we have the ability to watch goodness me huge number of channels yes but i only watch few because some of them are not, not yeah. really good and we watch this i don't know Trisat. Trisat, Dreisat. Yes, Dreisat, which is a they call itself. They call themselves different television. So they, they do carry news. They're sponsored by the three main TV stations: public broadcasts of Germany, okay. Austria, and Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Switzerland. And we watched this um, TV film. Uh, we tried to see if it was online. Can't find it online. I'm sure it is somewhere. But and it was called Servus Schwiegersohn. Which means welcome, son-in-law. And I thought it was particularly it was amazing very good. because it was a, a a Turkish guy that had left Turkey very young, as a young teenager, I think, and went to Germany. And he had really and truly assimilated right down to where his name was Tony Freitag, because he took his wife's family name. By the way. Tamara and I double barreled ours, didn't we? So it's Pechinovich Bailey. Yes. So he's but a Tony Freitag. Freitag, yeah. Freitag. And his daughter, he's got a German wife, right? And his daughter comes home and introduces a boyfriend, shock horror. His name is Osman. He's also Turkish. He's also Turkish. But one of the things that surprised me was they're working together. He's employing this young man. They, they've announced that they want to get engaged. His daughter and this young guy called Osman. And... The father, Tony, is getting a little bit stressed over things. And they're working together. And he just says, stop this fusherai. You're, you're in Germany now, not in, in Turkey. Turkey. And the young boy says, but I'm not Turkish. I was born in Berlin. I'm a German. And that struck me. And we watched that. It was a really fantastic thing about how people assimilate. Yes, they do. Especially if they're born there. But uh, Turks, they have a very strong culture as well. So they keep... Keep their culture, culture and meals, no matter where are they in the world. Same like Greeks, 
even us Bosnians, Serbians, Croatians, we, we, we have a strong culture. So anywhere we go, we keep that culture with us. We do adapt maybe to new things, you know, depending where we live in what country, but we do keep, we are very strong about our culture and customs, so we keep that. So I think maybe this Tony didn't because he wanted to just to be the convert. Yeah, but he was drinking alcohol and he was like fully into all the village um, activities. He supported the village that he lived in. Um, I'm sure he eats Menemen for breakfast. (laughs) Well, yeah, actually, the boy, the boy makes him. So I, we were quite. I, I, one, it was a, a really lovely. See, look at you. You came here. You live here now, and you, 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 you keep with your culture. You, you celebrated inauguration of the king. And I'm drinking tea. And he's drinking tea. So you keep your culture anywhere you go. You can assimilate really well. And but I, ha- I have lost German a lot over the or, years. You've got to admit. What did you lose? I've lost a lot of my Britishness over the years. Not really. You're still British. Do you think so? <laughs> yes. So we watched this TV series and then, because, I mean, you can criticise us in the comments if you want, but one of the things that we like to do when the weather is like autumnal and wintry is just to to veg uh, on, on the couch in the living room and watch Netflix. Shows. And we prefer Netflix series over movies. And we binge watch them, yes. right? That, that, that's us. I mean, I'm not. Sh- I'm sure we're not alone on that. Oh, by the way, we watched a movie recently. The latest movie with Julia Roberts. Oh yeah, David Sweetheart. Oh, that, that... <laughs> the only thing we're gonna say. It was awful. <laughs> she needed the money, probably. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely awful. Awful! What a waste of two and a half hours. It was. It was a waste. What of was the name of the film? Leave the world behind. Leave the world behind. So our, our tip is don't watch it. Don't watch it. You're going to waste your two, two and a half hours. But we found a series, right, um, that we actually fell in love with within, I suppose, about the first 40 minutes, you know, the first episode. I can't remember the name of it, but it's uh, a British Pakistani guy in London falls in love with a girl from Saudi Arabia. Oh my God, that was and, a total and, disaster. <laughs> yeah. And it's the uh, and she wants to get married, but she goes back to Saudi um, on holiday to see her parents because she doesn't see them very often. And this guy, um, her parents, by the way, don't know. No, no she's engaged to this guy, and no, she uh, and she, his parents don't know. Yeah, and she proposed to him actually, which is another shock, cultural yeah. shock. But when they get back, it was very interesting to see the cross-cultural um, relationship between somebody from Saudi Arabia and somebody from Pakistan. I'm sorry, he did say, Samir did say, I'm a British Pakistani. Yeah, he and, did. And what hit me in one of the opening scenes, there's a Pakistani worker for this family. And he's talking to him and the guy, you know, says, I can't get close to you because I'm like, I'm the worker here. Um, and he says, have they taken your passport away from you? And I thought that that was... Um, quite fetching. We've just let the dogs in, by the way. But that cross-cultural film was... It was very good. I really enjoyed but, that. But you what... can learn so much. Yeah, well, I, I was wondering about the way the Saudis were. And they I don't think they were they were lying or putting sugar on it because it was made for the Saudi market. Yes. And things that got me was the fact that the ladies were... Their heads were uncovered. They were having their say, mm-hmm. right, openly and at home. They were very critical and the shots in the 
that when she goes to, when when they have to go to a to a hospital, I was amazed because it it wasn't the Saudi that you see or people tell you about on on the news. No. Dogs are having the fun. dogs. The dogs are. Ha, can hey. we can we put them outside, please? Oops. You're listening to an Englishman in the Balkans. Hi, and dobrodošli. My name is Ivana, and I'm the heart and soul behind the Balkan Seas podcast, coming to you all the way from beautiful Australia. As a former refugee, I've walked the path of resilience and transformation. My mission, to empower Balkan women and men to heal, thrive, and grow through my coaching and mentoring programs. Join me on this incredible journey of self-discovery, community, and belonging. Together, we'll rewrite our stories and move forward towards a brighter future. Balkansis Podcast, your source of authentic stories, inspiration, and wisdom. Ready to make a difference? Dive in and follow us today. They, they, it's a love-hate relationship between these two girls. Okay, we are back. <laughs> The dogs are out. Quick edit point there. But yeah, I just thought it was great. And I don't think I've ever seen anything from Bosnia about cross-cultural. Any films which, that you can remember? Film and not really. We're all kind of similar. But you mean what? Bosnians adapting in another country? Yeah, I've never seen anything like that. No, I don't think there is something. Maybe there is, but I don't. I can't remember now. But people, there's no, there's no problems... You know, even within the ethnic groups of Bosnia Herzegovina, people are still marrying each other, and yeah, must probably true. just yeah, put the middle yeah. finger up to, to the older style. Yeah, before back in the day, we used to celebrate everything. You, know? you did, didn't you? you? Used to do. Yeah, because I come from the mixed marriage. We used to do Christmas. We used to do. You did two Christmases. Bayram. No, just one. Just one. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. And Bayram. And Bayram. You used to like Bayram because of the Novats, the money. Novats, yeah, of course. <laughs> And your grandfather was the real Turk, you said. That, that's what my mother said, that he comes from the real Turk family. Really? So he's not the one that changed his name like some people. He's a proper Turk. I just find that so um, so fascinating. I want to mention now about getting in touch with the podcast. Um, and I never realized this. Can you believe this? I was checking, there's a, what is it called? Spotify for podcasters now. <laughs> And you, if, if you have your podcast on Spotify, you can register and get this sort of like data. And so if, you must probably know this anyway, because you must probably listen to this on, on Spotify. But there's a box that says, did you like this episode or would you, you know, have you got a comment about it? I don't it know. Or, I'm not too familiar or, or with your it. question. And uh, in the last episode, we were talking about going to DM. Where we'll be going tomorrow, I, I suspect, right? Well, let's see. Let's see. No, we, we need will. to start cooking for Christmas because we are making a lot of food so we don't have to cook after Christmas for a few days. So we in the last episode we've been to uh, DM and I said I think it mean it means your market dein Markt. Yes. And Rad Miller from Sarajevo said it means I enjoyed it she said it but it means drogery markt. Drogery markt, yeah. So Rad Miller thank you very very much for uh, the comment. I mean I was just blown away I just thought what so obviously we have listeners and yeah, the data true. shows that's that we true. get, I think um, most people listen to us in the States, um, then the United Kingdom. And then it's, um, I think it's pretty level through countries um, that listen. I put, I can't remember on what social platform, I put a, a map of where we'd been listened to over a month. And somebody made the comment saying, ha ha, that's, 
where all the diaspora are diaspora, for, yeah. for, for, for the Balkans. That's which weird. Made, yeah. So we've been talking about cross-cultural. If you've got any cross-cultural Experience. experiences, please let us know. Um, in the future, we're going to be um, publishing a podcast that we did about a guy that lives in Gradishka who's cycled for thousands of miles. Very interesting story. But I think the real interesting thing for me was that his wife comes from Devon in the United Kingdom, Georgina. And if you're listening, Georgina... Um, welcome to the podcast. Thank, thank you. For, yeah, welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Thank you for listening. And thank you for... I've got to give her some money, actually, because she said, I'll, I'll bring you some things back. One was a jar of Marmite and one was a jar of mint jelly. I said, if you're traveling with hand baggage, it won't get through. She said, let's try it. And I got this message saying it got dumped. <laughs> they wouldn't let it. But Georgina is one of the few Brits, I think, that I've met that speaks Serbian like she does. I think, I mean, I'm no, I'm no linguistic expert, mm. but you said it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. She's learning, actually. She's, she's taking classes and everything. She's learning Serbian. She wants to learn it. So if you wanted to learn it, you could progress as well. Yeah. You but, can take some classes. You can practice. But I'm knocking on a bit, dear. No. <laughs> it's never too late to learn a language. Trust me. Well, I, I do. I do speak German. Well, German oh. is not enough. No, I know, not here. <laughs> you need to speak Serbian. Would be if we were Serbsky. in Croatia. If, if we were if we we're in Croatia, would be all right, wouldn't it? Because they have their menus in, in Germany as well, there, don't they? Yeah, but you understand the menu. Yeah, I mean, I do here. You know, some David speaks some Serbsky or Croatian or Bosnian. Not have no. He speaks some of the language, but uh, he can understand most of the like eating stuff. And when we go to the restaurants, he know how to order things I, I, in our language the funny thing funny you should mention that is that if somebody gives me an english menu i'd rather have a local menu yeah because he knows better what it what i mean because some of the translations, translations some of the weird, translations yeah. i mean you could make a book out of it what, what what's that that you always laugh it's a breakfast thing ham and eggs ham and eggs how ham and eggs ham and eggs but they call it ham and eggs or something ham and eggs ham and eggs yeah h-e-m-e-n-d-e-k-s ham and eggs uh, which I assume is ham and eggs. eggs. Yeah, ham and eggs. Tim, uh, who is as a Brit, lives with his wife in um, the area between Croatia and uh, so, so, and Slovenia. Croatia and Slovenia, yeah. Uh, he was saying about one of the things that he missed was having bacon and eggs, and he said, "I found something, uh, and it's suvivrat." Mm-hmm. which is uh, pork neck, right? Pork neck. Sliced yes. pork neck. And that's sort Boiled. Of like, yeah, but he f- we fry it, right? And it gives you yeah, that... Yeah, but it's made, it's a boil. Like, a, it's, a, it's a boiled uh, pork neck yeah, in but, spices. I know, but that's we... That's how you buy it. Boil but, it already. But we, but we slice it. We slice it and we fry, fry it. it. And that's similar to the English bacon, bacon. The closest to the English bacon. But you had that uh, Hamburg... Was it Hamburg? Hamburger Slanina. That seems to be That's near. also boiled. Boiled and and, and uh, vacuumed and prepared in spices. But that's a bit like back bacon that the Brits have. Yeah. Don't you think? But it's so, you, you cannot buy that sliced. No, you have but, to do but it No, yourself. but Brits, Brits have a fresh bacon, isn't it? And it's really thinly sliced. But it's very yeah. hard to slice the hamburger slanina. Like, but I don't in, know how they slice you, it. But you buy, you buy it in, in bags, vacuum-packed bags now in, in the UK. But I remember when I was a kid... Here you, you can buy it sliced. You, you know, like the lady... Does the when you when you buy the shunka mm-hmm. for sandwiches or for pizza or whatever the lady has that machine still right behind and and it, she has the big wheel goes round right 
Yes. And she slices it. When I was a kid, that's how they used to do bacon for us. So maybe we can ask if they can slice this bacon for us. Yeah, maybe. We should try that and we will report back. <laughs> right. Um, we're not going to be bad mannered here, but thank you very much for listening. We've got to go off and... Um, what other, uh, before we finish this episode, I'd like to ask you a question. You can ask me a question. What's, what's, uh, what is your, like, you, you, you've been living here for a long time now, so what, what is your, like, a cultural clash or experience here? What was, uh, it, what was it when you lived in Germany, the first thing, and then because you lived in Germany for seven years and now you live here for a long time? So what was your, like, shocking Mm. Go start with Germany. When when I first went to Germany, I was amazed and I'll tell it and I'll say impressed. This was in the 1970s, so a few decades ago. But I was impressed with the way the country was run. Like everything was super clean, everything ran on time. That's how they are, yeah. Um and I loved the German food. There was something about the taste uh, uh, and the way they presented it. Um, yeah, I think that was that that got to me. Having said that, well, on um, the opposite side, what didn't you like there? Uh, equally, I didn't like the. I, I just found, I found that they were too regimented. I couldn't get my head round um, that where people lived in like a housing area. It was very very modern. And it had a really nice, like, kids' playing area, and the grass was just perfect. But on the walls, it was no balls, no what? ball games. And finding out that if a kid had kicked a ball and it smashed through somebody's window, that their parents are responsible for the damage that the children did. Mm. I found that. And the other thing I found something difficult, although I now, I now know why, was, like, from midday till three... There was no noise in the buildings. We had that. We had the kids that had to be quiet. Two to five. Two to five here, was mm, it? Yeah. So you had the same thing. Yes. So that was Germany. It was called Kutschnered. Mm. You die don't Leute, make noise. They used to say, Die Leute schlafen. Shh. Die People Leute sleep. schlafen. And People I sleeping. think the Germans on Sundays, they don't do anything on Sundays. It's no hanging out. Well, I don't know now. But then it no was washing no, the laundry. No, no washing, no the cutting the grass. Nichter. Okay. Nothing. And what, what, what was the... Like a positive experience for you here in Bosnia, and what was the negative? Um, let's do the negative first. Um, I don't want to talk about politics. Um, no politics. Like um, your, your experience, like I cultural think, experience. Okay. The negative for me, which has since gone, uh, the thing that shook me in the most appallingly negative way is... Uh, on the project that I was working with, we used to take what they called the shortcut from Banja Luka to Sarajevo, which for people that know is via uh, a small mountain town called Knezhevo. Mm -hmm. So you go up into the boonies, into the wilderness, really. It's beautiful up there. And you go up this, these roads and it's, the, the scenery is stunning. But you'd get to this town called Knezhevo. And as you went past it, there was this stunning valley. It's now stunning because it's beautiful, but at that time it was full of crap. Wild garbage. People, it was fly tipping it's on steroids. Anymore, it's been cleaned up. Yeah. And that, that, was, that stuck with me. And every time we drive there, I always um, have to talk about it. It's with, called with, the wild depony. 
Yeah, it was oh, just like awful. Wild garbage. Spot. Having said that, I was surprised within two years of being here how Banyuluka became the most cleanest place I'd ever seen. Um, so that was a negative. The positive. The struggle. The struggle was in family relationships, and not in a nasty way, but everybody is so family orientated here, more than I'd ever, ever, ever experienced in the United Kingdom. Um, like the family takes precedent over everything. Whereas I'd grown up in an area where, you know, like when I was 16, I was treated as an adult. When I was 18, I was an adult. I did what I want, come and go as I please. And my parents, you know, they just gave into it. So there was that. Um, the positives of it are the friendliness. Um, I I like the traditions. The traditions are so different from, from England, from the United Kingdom rather. And I'm half Irish, so I look at that. Um, the food is wonderful. Um, and, you know, when you talk about looking out your front door, looking out the car window or whatever, the, the scenery is just absolutely stunning. And in the summer, the weather is 10 times better than it is in Britain. Although the winters used to be very cool, cold, but now they're just cool. Okay, cool. And I've got used to, I've got used, what have I got used to eating? Sitsvara I can eat. But you don't really like it. No, I, I get it now. Sometimes for what is that? sometimes for dinner I have like a polenta with yogurt, Greek yogurt. I love it. I don't get that. It's really good. I don't get that. And I always offer David and he doesn't want it. Mm. I got used to Kaimak. <laughs> Kaimak is like a clotted cream. So yeah, but we not... have sweet clotted cream in England. Here it's Here is, it can salty. also be sweet, but put, people put the salt. That's how they sell it. Yeah, and that's how they preserve it because salt is a preservative. Um, what else? Um... Eating meat that is served in chunks rather than in slices. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and I've got used to that, but it's amazing how many people and guests come from the UK to go, what's going on? That's the way it is, right? So, yeah. That's the but, spit roast. When we have a spit roast, yeah, yeah. then we cut it into pieces and that's Although how when you, you go put to it a fa- plate. When you go to a fancy restaurant, it is sliced. But yeah. I, I agree with that. But for me, I wrote a blog post some weeks ago and it's not a lie that every day I lo- there's an adventure for me. It's, it's only a small micro adventure. Every day I, know, I learn something different. Mm. Okay. Right. So that's it. So what's happening? Who's on? Oh, I thought that was Phoebe. That's no, that's me. a cat crossing the road. We're looking out the studio window and getting distracted. Okay. So um, that's it from this episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Whatever your uh, cross-cultural experiences are it would be please really nice please let us know in the comments below and you, you can just say please you know let's talk about it I don't want my name mentioned fine uh, by us so please let us know our email address is David and Tamara that's all one word at an Englishman in the Balkans.com. and if you would like to support um, us here there's a link to buy us a coffee and Smoky or Smoky or pizza Smoky is like a peanuts flips so that's it from us. Until next time, which will be next week. What is what next week will be? That will be. I'm the not 20th. sure. Is, is that a Christmas time? Yeah, no, it'll be the last one before Christmas. The last one before. And Christmas. then we'll do one between my Christmas and your Christmas. Okay. We'll do one like that. Okay. So, so yeah, going to finish the tea. Just going to take this off the machine, and then we're. And gonna, we are going shopping. We're going to go and do some errands. Yeah. All right. Okay. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.